the computer, an extension of the human intellect. The NCOM 511, center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth, programmed by master control to survive by all means. Soon, the ultimate tool will become the ultimate enemy. I still do not understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. big master control program everybody's been talking about. Kevin Flynn, computer genius. <laughs> Taken prisoner and held captive within the digital world of the computer itself. inside an electronic arena where love and escape do not compute. Listening to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, Season 3, Episode 12, titled Tron Movie Review. gentlemen at this time I would like to thank Lacey Johnson for providing her version of Sanctuary as the official theme song for season three of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. This is Jim along with Bill and this is Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts and I just want to say that you can find me at that'spodcasting.com the website and that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Bill where can people find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at House of Bill and at Instagram at MrBilliam85. Welcome everyone, this is Jim and here with Bill for Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Bill, we're doing Agrabah and then in the second half of this, we're going to review Tron, a movie that... 
you have never seen and a movie that I probably last watched around 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with Agraba. This was a scene that for some reason isn't on the main movie. It's being uploaded by Wishing to Call, yep. T-I-K-A-L. And why don't you do what you usually do? Let's have you run down what you saw in the 11 minutes and 46 seconds. This might have been time-wise the easiest I've watched of any of the Kingdom Hearts. Um, saying that jokingly. Um, so it begins with... Sora, Donald, and Goofy walking in Agrabah, and they're wondering about Aladdin and Jasmine. And then here comes Iago, and Iago flies in. And the guys, you know, like, they're kind of scared at first, and then Iago's telling them that he's a changed bird, he's not what he was, he's seen the light, you know, and he fought to get out of the lamp from Jafar. And... Very Return of Jafar-ish. Yeah, very... Oh, God. <laughs> very Return of Jafar. Um, and then there's a bunch of Heartless that come, and Iago warns... What was that? <laughs> uh, I think it was like a motorcycle outside. Oh, I thought that was the Heartless. <laughs> no. Oh, did oh. you mention that uh, it, it, Sora and Donald do not believe Iago's right. turned in his ways... And, but then Goofy goes, Gwarsh, fellas, he looks pretty sad. I know. <laughs> we should give him a shot. Um, no, uh, but yeah, like, Iago warns them of the Heartless. So that's kind of Iago's way of ending up earning their trust. Mm-hmm. So they then eventually go to the palace to speak with Jasmine. And they talk about you know what? You know how's Aladdin? Where is he? And Aladdin's not there, and he hasn't been himself. He's been kind of sad, and I kind of like, like it popped in my head, like, uh oh, the nobodies. You know that that was the first thing I thought of. So then Iago pops out, and Jasmine is scared, and she, you know, tries or runs to get the guards. To get Iago, and one of them was like, "You know, that wasn't a good way to introduce yourself." Mm-hmm. So then we go into the streets of Agrabah, where Abu has a lamp, and he's being chased by a merchant or the the narrator from the movie, right? You can't really t- – I don't think it is. I don't think it's supposed to be, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll just say a merchant for yeah, say a merchant. the purpose of this. Yeah. So eventually Abu gives up the lamp even though Aladdin is mad at him and Abu is still greedy. Mm-hmm. He's never changed on that. But what I noticed is it's a black lamp. Hmm. You know, there was someone that – was put in that lamp right don't you think that lamp should be far far away it is curious how they wind up getting the black lamp yeah it is so donald sora donald goofy catch up with aladdin and aladdin seems to be in a good mood 
But this is where things start to get a little bit interesting because after they talk, we see Pete. So Pete has made it into Agrabah, and he's going into the Cave of Wonders. So I have an issue here with this. Yeah. If I remember correctly, and, and you can – I have not seen Aladdin in a while, or at mm-hmm. least the animated Aladdin that this would have been based on. I don't know if you have at all. but I, Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that movie. I thought the only way that you can get into the Cave of Wonders is if you were a diamond in the rough. Rough. And I don't think Pete is a diamond in the rough. <laughs> <laughs> Here, it's just like, it's just open. It's, yeah, like it, ev- everyone, free entry for everyone, I guess. It's free basic. entry Friday for the Cave of Wonders. Yes, yes. <laughs> free free entry Friday in February. <laughs> Try saying that like three times fast. For uh, real. <laughs> yeah, not, not right now. Maybe <laughs> later. Um... So eventually, Aladdin and the gang go into the cave, and they're walking around. And one thing I will give credit for in this little bit is we actually have new scenery. It's not the same stuff that you'd see not only in the first game, but also in the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, new animation, new room design which looked really good. And um, there is this sapphire that's kind of just hanging in the air, in the sky. And Abu gets it. And again, I kind of went back to, oh no, it's just like the movie, the cave's going to close. But surprisingly, it doesn't. So they keep going, and there's a scene that I actually like. It was kind of funny, where Abu and Iago are fighting for this statue that's holding this egg-like jewelry. Right. And Donald is like, put it down! And then Donald, like two seconds later, turns around and he's like, ooh! Yeah, he gets treasure-hungry. Exactly. Um, Because I think originally they were trying to get this statue. I guess it's a statue. And it kind of looks like the trophy from Twilight Town. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It does kind of. I agree. It it looks like it. Um, And then they eventually have to fight heartless because you know pete's there they beat them obviously Mm -hmm. and then they go back to the palace and this is where things get interesting because the merchant is chasing pete for the lamp the black lamp so the merchant gets it but then Pete gets it right back. And then he's kind of like, he's kind of being a bully here. He's like, oh, well, you can't get this. And Aladdin and the gang see this. And it like, they kind of know what will happen if 
it gets rubbed. Right, and presumably Pete knows that this lamp is the Jafar lamp. Right. So then the earth shakes. We get this rumble. And it's Genie. Genie's back. Mm-hmm. And he goes right to Pete, thinking he's Aladdin. And he's like, ow! Oh, my gosh, you look so much better. You've gotten so much bigger. Well, that's what you get for living in the palace, you know. But still, you look great. Mm-hmm. And and then he sees Aladdin, and he's like, oh, hey, sorry, pal. Uh, didn't know that you were there, you know. <laughs> and then um, more Heartless come, and they fight them off yeah pete basically summons a bo- two bosses i believe it is and i forgot the names of them one is like a fire based boss and the other one's an ice based boss mhm it's like yeah that's so yeah, like that's two easy. fat kings i guess like a king of ice and a king of fire i don't know i don't i, I don't know the name of them to be honest with you right so they're able to fight them off and pete kind of leaves and that's the video Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like i said i only have to do 11 minutes and 46 seconds and i mean i think you could put two and two together why it stopped at the random time Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) with that in mind coming up we have the tron review uh but before that we're gonna take a quick break so we'll be back with the tron review right after this All right, Bill, we're back. Bill learns Kingdom Hearts. This time, Bill learned about Tron. Yes. What a... I don't know how to even say this. Because, again, this is the first time I'm watching it since probably 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. What a... The way it looks, the epitome of an 80s movie. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna let you lead this. I'm th- obviously this isn't ju- this is an overall discussion. We're not going to every single detail oh, with yeah. Tron. Um, this is kind of just a bonus thing to get you ready because next episode, the finale, we're going to be talking. Well, not talking. We're gonna do a watch along, mm-hmm. and it's gonna have a bunch of Tron. Yeah. Okay. So the movie is. It's a it's a mix of the computer world and the video game world, and you know video games. Because when did this come out? I'm look. Oh, eighty two. Okay, that's I, I have the detail here. So yeah. Um. So video games is still as far as their popularity goes. If you think about it, is still in its infancy. Right. But the games have gotten better at that point, but they haven't gotten better. Well, the also is that it's not a, it's a it's a computer game as opposed to right. what an would arcade. wind up being well an arcade, but also uh, it's not a console game. It's not a Nintendo. In fact, I don't know if right. Nintendo was even around at that point. If if not, it's pretty close to it though. Right. Um. So basically, the story is about a guy named Kevin Flynn. And when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, that's the same name as my math teacher from high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, 
Oh, great. I can't believe I missed that joke during my high school year. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, Kevin Flynn, played by the awesome Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. uh, he used to work at a company called Encom. And he is trying to hack into Encom and their main system. But he's kind of being tracked by the MCP, the Master Control Program, and also the the, – I don't know if you want to say there's a villain in this because it really isn't. See, I would say that the Master Control Program is because the Master Control Program even turns on the human. There's that executive, I believe – I don't remember what his name is – where basically – the the master control program is like you, you can't tell me what to do anymore and i'm he's not a ridiculous amount he's like i'm 1218 times smarter than you or something right like that. so yeah okay so yeah I'll, I'll agree with that the 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 program is the villain and the, and the lackey is sark for mm-hmm. sure and yeah. you know that because at one point they try to they they try there's both the master control program told Sark and his minions to kill somebody mm-hmm. and they they didn't and then at one for and master control program gets upset and I don't know sucks the life out of Sark all of a sudden he gets like he his back arcs and it looks like energy's being drained from yeah. him yeah that's true. So, basically, the computer, or the program knows that Kevin is trying to break in. And two of his former co-workers know about this. Mm -hmm. So they go to Flynn's place, which is above a bit. Well, I guess he owns the arcade. Because it, it it says Flynn's on it. And, you know, there are a bunch of games going on. And, you know, they get to him and they talk about what they're doing. And Flynn tells us that these different games that are out there are the games that he made. Mm -hmm. But the executive or now the executive stole his ideas, basically. Right. Like he stole it and he's like, these are mine, blah, blah, blah. And... Now they, you know, they warn of him. They warn Kevin what's happening, and they kind of want to get back at him. So, oh yeah, and I do want to mention there's a young up and coming band uh, playing a song in this movie, uh, Journey. I, I don't know if they're gonna make <laughs> it or not. I, I don't know if Journey's gonna make it or not, but they sound good. Just don't stop believing, guys. Right. <laughs> I was trying to think of a don't stop believing joke, but I couldn't do it in time. You beat me to it. So they managed to get into the building, and they they kind of split up into three. So uh, Dr. – no, um, yeah, Dr. – or Bradley. I'm sorry. See, Bradley. I, I wasn't good with the names. I have to say that yeah. I was not – great with 
remembering people's names in this movie. Because the weird thing is, I felt like at the beginning of the movie, like it was, I don't know, I feel like before they went inside the computerized world, that mm. it was very, very boring. And then they, when they got in there, it was a little more interested. I mean, you gotta have a little bit of the setup. Sure, I guess. I, I, but I don't know, I, throughout the whole thing, I did have trouble keeping track of who's who and what they're because there's uh, they kept them down kept a bunch of people down in like the prison mm-hmm. right which if you in kingdom hearts 2 at the beginning that's where tron is i assume that that was their equivalent to that little prison area yeah um so eventually kevin because of the mcp is taken and is put into the computer world and basically has to play these games in order to live Mm -hmm. in order to survive and this is where a lot of the movie is really good yes because from the moment kevin is i'll say zapped i'm probably wrong with it but i don't you know i'm not really also, did you notice that the way he goes in is how Sora went in? Yes, I did notice that. <laughs> the bit by bit. Which means, for those that did watch Tron, when Sora got zapped and started going out like that, they probably already was were clued in on what was going on or what was mm-hmm. going to happen next. Yeah. So, I'm not going to go through everything that happens because it is the majority of the movie. Mm. But I will get to a couple of key points. Um, So Kevin forms an alliance with Alan's character and another character whose name is Ram. And basically they form a, a group, an alliance, to take down the MCP. Right. And they do all these different things. They go, you know, through the games. Unfortunately, Ram is taken out at one point. So it comes down to the two. Um, and then Alan's girlfriend, the, the doctor, the female doctor, is, it looks like at first, like, kind of a slave to Sark. Yeah. Because she's got, like, the blue light on. But then once she sees Alan, she, like, leaves Sark and just goes with that group. Right. And they, from there, try to destroy the MCP. They even get to this old man who basically represents this kind of like wise old man in the video game mm-hmm. of you know oh i'll do this you know i'll help you and you know can he be trusted yeah i think it was wasn't he something like a defense program yeah he was so then eventually we get this kind of big climax where where Alan faces MCP. Right. Because uh, Kevin is taken out, or believed to have been taken out. 
And he comes back and he puts his hands into the MCP and it kind of takes like all the energy. So, so the MCP is like guarded by, it looks like walls that spin around mm-hmm. like as a defense. Yeah. And eventually he, he tries busting through them. And then the other guy jumps in to kind of, um, remember he jumps from the top, he kisses that woman yes. and then jumps in, I guess, as to get rid of the barrier, mm-hmm. which leads to the MCP giving his power to Sark. Because then Sark yeah. becomes bigger, like, meaning giant-wise. Yeah. And then Alan has this disc. It's a Frisbee-like disc. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, because they told them, you know, or we found out earlier, like, this is where all of your memory and storage is in. So he throws it and basically destroys the MCP. And... Kevin is able to fix the one problem where it's like it says like he's the one that created the games comes back to the real world is able to fix it then the executive comes in tries to type in the password and it says you know such and such created by Kevin Flynn portal one and the executive knows what happened and the end of the movie is Kevin coming off of an of a helicopter, kind of dressed up, but not really dressed up, and meeting up with his his coworkers, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. So overall, what were your thoughts? I, I will say this: I was kind of surprised at how short the movie was. I think it's like an hour, barely an hour and a half. Yeah, I would say that's about right. I thought it was, like, going into it, I thought, okay, this might be a two-hour movie. I ended up really enjoying the movie. Um, I, I, The beginning, I totally understand where, you know, it, it's a little boring at times, and honestly, I understand but once you know you get going and then you get into the computer world, it really becomes a fascinating movie. And like you said, it's definitely an '80s movie. Yeah, and the way it, it sounds, the way it looks. Mm-hmm. And because you know, when when this episode airs, this year will be the 40th anniversary of that movie. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that. And that's it, why there's a Tron roller coaster being made. <laughs> now it makes sense. Okay. Now we know. Um, but you know, it. I don't think it takes itself too seriously, which I like, even though there are some serious parts. And I kind of enjoyed it, and I'd watch it again. God, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I didn't catch that. I'm so upset at myself. Because just like the other episode, I was like, why are they making Tron? Why is this coming out of nowhere? It's the 40th anniversary. Makes me... Because you know there's been... I I don't know if you knew this, but... Well, I know that you knew that there was a second movie, for sure. I know that you knew that. What I didn't know that I found out after watching this was there's actually a... It looks like a one-season TV show 
called Tron Uprising. Yeah, actually, because I put up on Facebook, you know, that I was watching this movie okay. for the first time. Did anyone say and anything so, to you? Like, why? <laughs> no, actually, like, one person texted me and he was like, so how is it? And I was like, it's actually kind of good. But one person did mention the, the cartoon and sa- and he said that it's better than the movie. Better so, than the first movie or better than the second movie? I think better than the first movie. Okay. So I'm kind of interested to see the, the series. So, Of course, the reason why I'm sure it came up for me is because, you know, with these streaming services, you watch one thing, they're like, well, you might like this then. Exactly. And it's usually the same, now, the same thing or the same studio that did it. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I didn't know, and I was looking up on Wikipedia after I had watched the movie. And this is, again, this is something I didn't know. And this is kind of cool trivia novel. This movie made its TV debut on the first day of programming for the Disney Channel. Really? Mm-hmm. April 18th, 1983, 7 p.m. Eastern. Do you know if it was, like, the first movie or the first thing that they showed? That's a good question. And, um, I'm saying, and I say that because that would explain to me why Disney every once in a while goes back to Tron. Meaning, because obviously we're talking about the roller coaster, Tron Uprising, I didn't even know existed, but apparently at some point, somebody must have said, hey, what are we doing with that Tron franchise? No, it uh, it launched at 7 a.m. that day. Okay, so it wasn't the first thing. Right. Out of curiosity, does it say what was? I'm actually looking that up right now. I'm really curious now and seeing, because that would be a big deal. Of, like, this is the thing that they're like, we're going to bank on that people want to watch, and this is our first impression. All right, so I do have it here in front of me. Um, this are you surprised not... by it? Are you surprised by what it is? I don't know it yet, but are you surprised? Um. Well, oh, you mean the first thing that's up there? Yeah, the, well, the first thing that they showed on that channel. Mm, not really. It's Good Morning Mickey. Okay, which is what a morning show, a cartoon. I I guess it's a cartoon. Maybe like a, like an hour block of Disney cartoons. I mean, it makes sense that it's Mickey. Yeah. And then they have Mouser Size. I vaguely remember eight. Mouser Size. Yeah. Uh, their first movie they showed was at 10 a.m. called So Dear to My Heart. Uh, I'm sure people flocked to watch that when Disney Plus launched. The the 1948 movie. <laughs> uh, and then there was another movie that aired uh, that day called The Living Desert. Another one that I'm sure historians are like, oh, when Disney Plus launches, that's the one to watch. Yep. And then after Tron was Mousterpiece Theater. That sounds familiar too, but I don't know what it was. And then they ended the night because, and I was reading this, they, like all original programming, ended at 11. And once it went to 11, it was done for the day. Was Barnaby and Me. Barnaby. Do you, do you know what that is or no? 
I kind of want to know. I feel like I know, but I don't. I can't remember it right now. Like I feel like I've seen it before. Oh gosh. Okay. I I haven't. All right. What's Bardavi and Me? It is a 1978 Australian made-for-TV film <laughs> about a girl and her talking koala Barnaby who are pursued by criminals. The movie stars Sid Caesar. What? That's along with, along with Juliet Mills, Sally Boyden, and Hugh Keys Byrne. Okay. So there you go. Watch that on Disney Plus. When you, yeah, really. You get a chance. <laughs> and, and, it was shown, and it was shown on Australia's version of ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Of course it was. So, Bill, <laughs> to conclude this episode, um, how did you feel about what you've seen so far from Tron World in relating to the movie? Because obviously we go back because they clearly have – the last we left, they were supposed to get a password. And Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse says, hey, fellas, uh, did, did someone say something about the door to darkness or something right. like that? Um, it, it actually kind of makes a little more sense now because mm-hmm. I think there might have been a couple parts that I did not get at the time. So it, it, it helps. Okay. It, it, it did help. Well, like I said, I'm sure on the finale of this of part A here, you're gonna get more of Tron, because like I said, they say that you have to go, they have to go back with a password. So, mm-hmm. all right. With that in mind, let's head out of here. Next episode, an hour watch along for Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, the first, the uh, finale for part A. That's what we're calling it, and then. Uh, Probably take a little break, and then part B will happen at a later date. So we'll catch you next time for the finale of part season three, part A, for Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts.